The scripture reading for this morning is from Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 21. Let us listen to the word of God. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all those who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days will I pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in heaven above and signs on earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord.
gospel lesson comes to us from Matthew chapter 22, beginning with the 34th verse. Let us listen to the word of God. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When we installed our elders and deacons last week, I noticed a lot of people coming forward to lay your hands on these folks, which means there's a lot of folks here who've been church leaders and you've answered these big questions. I do, I do, I do and I will, I will, I will, I will, I do, I will, I will. The main question is, do we really know what we're answering? And what it all means, do you? I notice there are a lot of quiet folks out here, even though I gave you the prompt. Do you? I do. (laughs) For example, we started going over this question last week. Will you pray for and seek to serve the people with energy and intelligence? And now that we know what energy and intelligence is, of course we will. But we still have to get through the last part. Will you pray for and seek to serve the people with imagination and love? So if you want to dig deeper to all of the constitutional questions, I'm going to post it today on Facebook. It's actually very interesting. And that way, the next time you say, I do, I do, I do, and I will, I will, uh, you can say it with boldness and confidence. So imagination. It's tough for some of us who are older and tired and more boring. So luckily, this part of the pep talk is just for a few folks out there because we're not tired or boring or any of those things. We serve with lots of imagination, right? The role of the imagination in the church is embodied by the prophets, When the prophets speak and act, they draw on all of people's senses. It triggers their memories, awakening their hearts and their minds, and inspiring them to turn and return to God again and again. We heard it in Acts when they shared the prophetic words of Joel 2.28, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. The truth is, we want to serve God with creativity and imagination, but this role, this prophetic vision-casting role can be one of the most intimidating parts of our work. Therefore, in many churches, the role of prophetic word and vision-casting is left up to the pastor. The trouble with doing that is casting and holding and enacting such a vision alone isn't sustainable or faithful. The prophet's Don't say, your pastor alone shall prophesy and see visions and dream dreams. 
If we want to be healthy and faithful, we all must commit to the work of sparking and stretching our imaginations in order for ministry to take root and to make a real impact. As a creator, imagination, creativity is essential to who God is. We all need imagination because what the world offers isn't so creative. In the face of greed, the gospel calls us to generosity. In the face of violence, the gospel calls us to be peacemakers. In the face of inequality and abuse of power, the gospel of Jesus Christ calls us to demand justice. In the face of environmental destruction, the gospel reminds us that we are co-creators with a loving God. In the face of death, the gospel promises new life and a new reality. Imagination is powerful and moving. It's inspiring and heart-pounding. And if I'm the only person in this room that has it, then we're in lots of trouble. Or if everyone here is too tired or boring or just going through the motions, because sometimes we do that, then we're not living the way that Christ, the gospel, intends us. To be generous and peacemaking, justice-seeking, co-creating with new life. God's creativity and the good news of Jesus Christ has the ability to turn the world upside down. It says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, after COVID, we all needed something big to get out of our funk. Uh, We needed to hear and see and do something totally different. And who knew that a family from Scotland would do such a trick? But it did seem to work. I know it was more than just the Scottish accents. The sweet, kind, generous, open, and loving family, the Noonans, melted our hearts. And it opened the floodgates of hospitality and generosity. Pretty sure the bagpipes woke us up from just doing, going through the motions. Events like whiskey and scotch tasting parties, uh, the Yuska Farm cookout. It certainly woke us up and reminded us how good it is to be the church. It became a moment that jolted us from just going through the motions, and it sparked our church with imagination and creativity. In fact, our leaders were so inspired by last year's theme of heritage and family that they came up with a new theme this year, Renew Through Outreach. I love this because it's prophetic, it's imaginative, and it isn't just the pastor doing it. Each committee has homework to find new ways to renew through outreach. And it doesn't have to stop there. Maybe this theme, renew through outreach, is sparking your imagination. God doesn't just want us to go through the motions. So take a leap of faith. Tell us, inspire us, encourage us. There's envelopes in each of your pew. They're the regular giving envelopes. But instead of just putting money in them, maybe you write your idea, name, and put it in the offering plate. How can we renew through outreach? You can always do it. Today, next week, next month. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. What 
are the visions and dreams that God gives us here. For God uses each of us to change this world so that we can renew through outreach. Now, the last part of our question is to love. Love sounds simple enough because this is what Jesus mandates. Jesus says the two greatest commandments are to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and to love your neighbors as yourselves. And on these two commands hang all the laws and the prophets. While it might seem silly, in the midst of keeping our congregations alive, we can become so consumed with maintenance of the system, the organization, that we forget the why of what we're doing. And the why of what we're doing, that first step is to identify that love is what God desires the most. Now, this is hard and vulnerable work because some of us grew up in places where imperfections and weaknesses, mental health issues, addiction issues, family conflict and trauma were often kept secret rather than shared. It takes time to create a culture in our communities where it's safe and healthy to share our whole selves. It takes time to create systems of care and support where hard issues can be met with non-judgment, compassion, resources, and most of all, love. Many of you know my dad was diagnosed with stage one colon cancer this fall, and the day after I heard the news, it really hit me hard. I was so stressed that I couldn't concentrate or really do anything. I finally decided it was too much to hold on. So I sent a message asking for prayers. And so many people sent notes, they called me, we started praying. Now, since there was a last-minute mix-up with his surgery, I got to the hospital a little later than I had anticipated, and I was there within minutes of his surgery. When I got to the emergency waiting room, the lady at the desk said, I know you. I'm Diane Gilmer from Knox Presbyterian Church. I couldn't believe it. I knew her. She's from the church I grew up, where my dad and stepmom go. Your dad's about to go into surgery. Let me call. And she got me in to see dad right before they wheeled him away. And then when my stepmom and I were, went to the waiting room, Carol Bowles met us. And now she's a member at my dad's church, but she lived in Jacksonville and was a member here at this church. And she sang in the choir years and years ago, and she took us to lunch. A few weeks after the sur surgery, doctor reported that my dad is cancer-free, but what mattered most out of that whole mess is that we shared our mess, and the whole church helped us carry it by surrounding us in love. Love is the why we do what we do, and matters more than anything else. And we want this place, this church, this community to be a safe, healthy place where we share our whole messy selves. We also hope this year's theme, Renewing Through Outreach, sparks your imagination. Now, this is a big question. But I think by now, you're ready to answer it. 
Will you pray for and seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? And all the people say, we will. We will. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, Please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.